Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, guys? Um, I was fine until I hit record. I'm back. Um, gone for quite some time, but um, thanks to you guys, uh, I know that I had not been uh, forgotten. And I want to tell you before we get started how much I appreciate it that you know was um seven long weeks by myself in a hospital bed uh with nothing but my phone and 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 a television to entertain me you know as like I, I have a streaming service here at home that's literally has thousands of channels in it and here I was reduced to the same 30 channels over and over again uh in the hospital um it made me nuts but um I wasn't able to do the show. I wasn't able to reach out and be connected to you guys the way that I normally would. I wasn't able to follow the Bears the way that I wanted to. I was actually in surgery, my final surgery, uh, during the Bears-Packers game. Don't get me started on that. Um, but, uh, you know, I um, I missed a lot, and I didn't all at the same time. I stayed up on Everything for anyone who follows me on uh, on Facebook, you know that I've been doing my picks and I'm doing pretty well. Actually, I finished the regular season fifty something games above uh, five hundred, and um, I've been home for about uh, a week and a half now. I came home last Wednesday. Here it is Friday night as I'm uh, uh, recording this, and um, I'm ready to get back at it. You know, just like I am with with everything else, essentially. You know, I, I started back at work uh, this week, but um, I wasn't really working this week. <laughs> I was just kind of trying to fulfill the routine. Uh, I didn't, I can honestly say I didn't get a lot of work done uh, this week. Almost none, to be completely honest with you. It was just about uh, the practice of, of, of being, I mean, I work from home, thank God, but uh, the, the practice of being, uh, you know, back in the office, if you will. But um Anyway, I'm rambling. Um, bottom line, guys, thank you so much for supporting me, for being there for me, for those of you who uh, contributed to the GoFundMe. Um, every single penny uh, was appreciated. Um, thank you to Eric McCubbin for getting that started. And uh, thank you to Tim Sanchez, who, who went through what I recently went through, the same condition uh, and everything for being there with it, you know, advice and his experience and all that kind of stuff. And even though my struggle was a mere fraction of what his was, uh, I think I spent maybe a maybe a tenth of the time uh, in the hospital total than he did. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it was all helpful. I appreciated it all, and uh, I'm back. So. 
We got six games to preview. The bear season is done, and we'll be getting we'll be hooking up with Lauren Cox at some time here in the near future to uh, recap uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the season, and um, you know talk about that. and And I will go into greater depth as to how it was I ended up in surgery uh, during the Bears Packers game, which in the end kind of turned out to be a blessing in disguise because uh, I know that it would have driven me crazy to see the Bears, you know, essentially dominate, go up 16-3, to three, and then find a way to blow the game. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get to all that in our year-in-review uh, episode uh, somewhere down the, down the line, hopefully this week. I'm going to try to reach out to Lauren over the weekend, see what he's up to. But uh, we're going to keep plugging right along with these NFL shows. And uh, first up, we got the wild card round. The postseason starts, uh, for those of you who are you know, probably listening to this today, um, we got uh, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, one on Monday for the quote-unquote super wild card weekend. And uh, we've got some interesting matchups. So let's go ahead and, and dive right in. This is the wild card weekend preview episode. Of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Sorry about that. Um, you know, again, just like uh, I didn't know the emotion would hit me until I hit the record button. I didn't know how much it would mean to me to say that again. Um, but anyway, here we are. Wild card weekend. Six interesting matchups we got the bye weeks for the eagles and the chiefs and um if if not for the tragedy of of demar hamlin i'm very interested to know how that actually would have gone would buffalo be the number one seed with the weekend off and and all that kind of stuff or would the chiefs have coasted through the end of the the, the you know coasted like they did and you know claim the number one seed unfortunately we'll never know and uh, big ups to Demar Hamlin. I'm glad to see that he's he's doing all right. But um, you know, Sunday was was interesting. Teams fighting to get in, um, and I, and I know that we as Bear fans were <laughs> rooting for the Lions, vote you know, rooting against the uh, Packers, while also rooting against the the Seahawks. I really wanted to see the Lions make the playoffs this year. You know, from from watching Hard Knocks in the summer uh, to, to watching them light up the scoreboard but couldn't play defense to save their lives. Then they snap a losing streak against us in Soldier Field, and they were off to the races after that. They were 1-6 when they came into Soldier Field to take on uh, the Bears. They eke out the win uh, there, and then from there on out, they were 8-2, and two, something like that. Yeah, 8-2. and two. They finished 9-8. and eight. Uh, They had a winning record. And, you know, they lose to Buffalo on, on Thanksgiving uh, Day. And what was the other loss? There was another loss that they had, and that's what basically the one that, that ended up doing them in. But, um, you know, and then, of course, they, they lost to Seattle in the beginning of the season, and that was the tiebreaker that basically ended up keeping them out uh, of the playoffs because the Seahawks finished 9-8 and eight, uh, as well. And... Uh, it was that back and forth, you know, circus of a football game, like forty-eight to forty-five or something bananas like that between those two teams in like week four, week five, something crazy 
uh, like that that ended up keeping the uh, that got the Seahawks in and the Lions out. But the Lions all did us a solid as Bear fans and played the role of the San Francisco 49ers and eliminated Aaron Rodgers in the cold in Lambeau, uh, as, you know, tradition would suggest. So, uh, you know, the, the Lions playing the role of the 49ers and eliminating the Packers in Lambeau, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty sweet uh, to watch. So, um, nonetheless, speaking of the 49ers, they are hosting the first game to kick off Wild Card Weekend against uh, the Seahawks. The 49ers have been on a tear uh, these last, uh, what, eight weeks? Something something like that. They've won. They pretty much won every game since I entered the hospital. Um, but, yeah, it's like they lost to the Broncos. Or, excuse me, the last game they lost was to the Chiefs, 44-23. to 23. And since then, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten straight wins, including five by Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who took over at quarterback for the injured uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, who who broke his foot in that loss to the excuse me, in that win over the Dolphins. And um, not only have the 49ers won ten in a row. Uh, to finish out the year, they've been rather dominant in the process. You know, they, they've they had a one-score game against the Chargers. They beat the Cardinals by 28. They shut out the Saints 13-0, 33-17 over the Dolphins, which at the time people were looking at like a Super Bowl preview, 35-7 over the Buccaneers. That was uh, Purdy's uh, debut. They had a, a, a tight divisional matchup against the Seahawks, 21-13, so there's uh, a one-score game, 37-20 over the Commanders. Um, the crazy game with the Raiders uh, two weeks ago, they win 37-34, and then they, they sweeped up the Cardinals uh, in San Francisco on Sunday, 38-13. So out of the last 10 games, three one-score games and seven you know, total dominations, regardless of the fact that they've got a – seventh round rookie quarterback leading the offense. I mean, they are just uh they are just handing the business to just about everybody that comes uh that comes their way. You know, that win over the Dolphins was very impressive. Uh they smacked around the the Buccaneers and that was in Purdy's first game. Everybody thought maybe Brady would pull off some Bay Area uh, miracle considering that that's where he's from he grew up a 49ers fan the game was in San Francisco blah 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 yeah the the I think the Buccaneers were down 35 to nothing before they finally scored uh it was that bad of a of a loss uh for them it's like Brady <laughs> and company never stood a chance uh against the Niners so you know it, it was a it was an extremely impressive run uh that they've been on they finished the season 13. Uh, and four, but are headed in to this third matchup with the Seahawks. And history will tell us that, uh, you know, those teams that, uh, that have to, the, you know, beat a, beat a divisional opponent three times in one year, a lot of times that doesn't work out. And the 49ers know this firsthand 
because they beat the Rams twice in the regular season, couldn't get it done in the NFC Championship game uh, last year. Ended up, uh, you know, losing that game in SoFi uh, to the Rams and watching the Super Bowl uh, from home. So they know for a fact how difficult it is to to beat a team three times in one year. Uh, the Buccaneers did the same thing in in 2020 when uh, they were swept in the regular season by the Saints, ended up beating the Saints in the um, divisional round en route to their Super Bowl win in, in, in 2020, the COVID year. So, I mean, and, and the Seahawks, they have their work cut out for them. I mean, this was a division that not too long ago, that around midseason – this was their division. They were in control. They were like seven and seven and four, tied with the 49ers and, and all that kind of stuff. Got a big win over the Rams. Um, or actually it was a win over the Cardinals. Then they lost to the Buccaneers and the Raiders. They get a win over the Rams, and then they lose three straight to Carolina, San Francisco, and then the Chiefs. Now, aside from Carolina's playing some solid football uh down the stretch, and obviously the 49ers and the Chiefs are were going to be a problem for anybody, but those were three big losses. And then they were finally able to pull out that win over the jets. And then the, the back and forth with the Rams uh, in Seattle on Sunday, uh, you know, they had a, you know, a doink field goal attempt, uh, send the game to uh, overtime. And uh, they were able to pick off Baker Mayfield in overtime and take it back to, uh, kick the game-winning field goal and secure their spot uh, in the playoffs. So, but this is a team that has had quite the roller coaster, you know, of the year, of a year. You know, they they in the preseason and on paper they look like one of the worst teams in the game. They barely squeak out a win over the new Russell Wilson-led Broncos, and little did we know at the time this was a window into what was going to plague the Broncos through their season, which was the fact that they just didn't know how to play offense um, or anything like that. Um, then they they rebound with getting smoked by the 49ers, beat by the Falcons in Seattle. They have that 48-45 win over the Lions, but I don't think the Lions had – I think the Lions were 1-3 or something like that going in uh, to the game. Um, they They lose to the Saints – and they're two and three. Then they go on a four-game winning streak. They're six and six and three uh, at that point. Then, then like I said, they they lose those games to the Bucks. Now they're six and five. They you know they win that game against the Rams seven and five. And then three straight. Now they're seven and eight. They have to win out to make the playoffs. They do. Pete Carroll and company takes one of the more unlikely teams into the uh, into the postseason. With a nine and eight record, just barely squeaking in, you know, it was uh, quite the remarkable uh, journey that the Seahawks uh, have been on this year. And the real question is, you know, can they can they repeat history? I was going to say defy history, but can they repeat history and and be that team that doesn't allow itself to get beat a third time uh, in the same season? Uh, do Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker have enough in them to be able to, you know, face down that unbelievable defense that the 49ers possess 
Uh, will Brock Purdy be able to step up to the big stage uh, in the postseason national TV game and and you know lead the offense to do enough to to win the game and move on to the uh, you know divisional uh, round? Those are the big questions uh, coming into this thing, and and in the end, you know. I think this might be one of the more lopsided matchups in the uh, entire postseason. Uh, the, the, the 49ers on a 10-game winning streak, Seattle just barely getting in by the skin of their teeth. Um, you know, they've been beat up by injuries on and off all season long. The 49ers, outside of their quarterback situation, seem to be one of the healthier teams going into the postseason, but they've got that defense to cover that up, and Brock Purdy's playing out of his mind right now. So, I mean, how could you pick against the 49ers in this matchup? I mean, I'm having a hard time picking against the 49ers in the NFC uh, at the moment. So, we'll uh, we'll talk more about that as we progress our way through the through the postseason. But right now, you know, the 49ers, I think, is a uh, it's a slam dunk pick. Saturday night. The Jacksonville Jaguars hosting their first playoff game since 2017. Uh, Also the last time they made uh, the postseason hosting the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. And to me, this is one of the more, I I think this will probably be one of the, this might be the best game of the wildcard round. Maybe that or New York and Minnesota, one of the two. But, you know, what, what what was it? It was weeks ago, like week three, week four. Jacksonville makes a trip out to Los Angeles. They're at SoFi Stadium, and they stomped a mud hole in the Chargers. 38-10, to 10, week number three. They were just coming off their shutout victory over the Colts. They, they go literally across the country uh, to take on the Chargers and just beat the Chargers from pillar to post. 38 to 10. I mean, in, in a, in a beating that no one really saw coming, it's like, okay, maybe Jacksonville can win. Uh, you know, the chargers have been plagued by injuries. And as a matter of fact, plagued by them again, they're not going to have their best wide receiver, Mike Williams for this game, suffered a back injury, uh, in the, uh, in the finale against the Broncos, uh, on Sunday, he is out, uh, for Saturday's game, uh, against the Jaguars. I mean, that's definitely a, a pin, in Jacksonville's cap right there. Um, but it's, you know, Los Angeles just keeps finding ways to win. Uh, I believe they were 10 and seven, uh, this year. Yeah. 10 and seven second in the, uh, second in the West behind the chiefs who were 14 and three, uh, uh, this year, you know, and Herbert is, you know, playing out of his mind again, 40, 4,700 yards passing 25, Touchdown, Austin Eckler is, is just a beast. 13 total touchdowns, 1900, or excuse me, 915 yards um, rushing. And I know he's got 100-something catches out of the backfield uh, as well, so I think that there's a pretty good chance that uh, with Mike Williams out that uh, the Chargers will lean quite heavily on Austin Eckler, so it'll be up to the Jaguars to uh, shut him down. Uh, on Saturday night, Trevor Lawrence and, and company, you know, got off to the, well, they got off to a fast start. They were two and one 
two back-to-back impressive wins. They shut out the Colts. Then they go on the road at Los Angeles and 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 just stomp the Chargers. And this was after a, a game they should have won week one against the Commanders. But then they went on to lose five straight to the Eagles. They had that embarrassing loss to the Texans. They lost the rematch to the Colts. They lost a, a tight one to the Giants. And then they went over in London and, and lost to the Broncos. You know, a team that struggled to score, you know, 16 points a game. They managed to give up 21 to the Broncos for their fifth straight loss before finally beating the, the Raiders to snap the streak. But then they lose to the Chiefs. They lose to the Chiefs. Um, they squeak out a win over the Ravens. It was a real exciting finish. I, I really enjoyed that. Then they got plastered by the Lions in Detroit before winning five straight to finish out the year. And that includes a sweep of the Titans. They beat the Cowboys, and then they beat the Jets and avenged their earlier loss to the Texans um, on the road. So, you know, this was a team that, you know, six weeks ago was, what, eight and, no, four, four and, yeah, four and, four and eight. And they won five straight to finish nine and eight, win the division, and uh, make the playoffs. I mean, it's quite a, it's just, I mean, we talked about the roller coaster Seattle's been on. How about the Jaguars? Four and eight, six weeks ago, and now here they are, division champs hosting a playoff game. Uh, year one under Doug Peterson. I mean, what a difference a year makes from the disaster that was Urban Meyer to, you know, the revelation and, and whatever it is the team figured out to do, you know, beating last year's number one seed in the Titans twice and beating the, the you know, the cow, putting up 40 on the Cowboys who are supposed to have a good defense, beating up on the Jets who were an early season darling uh, and everything. And then, like I said, they, they had an embarrassing loss to the Texans at home earlier in the year. And they went out on the road and emphatically beat the beat the beat Houston 31 to three week 17. So, you know, this is a team that has been climbing its way back uh, in. Uh, they, they benefited from playing in, in probably the weakest division uh, in football and uh, were able to take full advantage. And I mean, and, and they're, they're, you know, yeah, they're nine and eight. Yeah, they come from a weak division. But like I said, they won five straight and beat a couple of good teams to get here at the same time. So don't sleep on the Jaguars. I mean, this is probably the, the pick I'm most likely to get wrong. But, you know, like me personally, I don't trust the Chargers. I don't trust the Chargers. Anytime, like doing my picks week in and week out, it seems like anytime I put faith in the Chargers, they let me down. Anytime I went against them, uh, you know, it was a crapshoot. It's like I, if I had to do individual records for each team, uh, I would imagine that have a pretty bad record uh, picking uh, the Chargers. Like thinking like, oh, yeah, this will be an easy win for the Chargers and they go out and lose 28 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. You know, that's the kind of thing that I've been dealing with with them. And I just, I, I, I love the momentum that Jacksonville has. Uh, they're at home. They're on a five-game winning streak. They are riding high. They're division champs. I think they're going to answer the call. You know, they answered it against the, the Titans. And uh, I think they're going to eke out a win 
on on Saturday night. I really do. So uh, I'm going to take the Titans, but but like I said, I I would not be surprised at all if this is the pick that I get wrong this week. So. Sunday, we kick things off in Buffalo. The number two seed Bills hosting the Miami Dolphins, and, and things are just not looking good uh, for Miami right now. Tua has been ruled out of the game with his 38th concussion uh, of the uh, season. Um, they kind of stumble their way into the playoffs. Like when I, when I entered the hospital seven, eight weeks ago, like I said, their their matchup with the 49ers was viewed as a Super Bowl preview. And instead, it was the beginning of a five-game losing streak. You know, they were on a five-game losing or five-game winning streak going into that game. Then they lose to the 49ers, they lose to the Chargers, they lose to the Bills, they lose to the Packers and they lose to the Patriots before finally Beating the Jets Week 18 to eke their way in uh, to the uh, to the postseason at nine and eight. You know when when this winning when this losing streak started, they were eight and three, eight and three. Then they lose five straight. They're eight and eight going into that final game, and thanks to like tiebreakers and some nonsense, they were finally able to to get a win. And because they won, they kept the uh, they kept the Steelers out. And uh, were able to uh, make it into the playoffs, but they're going up against a a team. Um, granted, they've had two really tight games with the with the Bills. They they won the first matchup early in the season, and it was thirty two to twenty nine that they lost a, a few weeks ago uh, in Buffalo. But you know, I I just where Buffalo is and where where Miami's at. Right now, I was like, I don't really require much talking here. You know, Buffalo's got a chip on its shoulder because they probably feel like they should be the number one seed in the AFC, but fate got in the way and kind of erased that possibility. If they make it to an AFC championship game and have to play the 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 Chiefs or the Bengals, they're they won't even be able to play at home uh, in you know in their home stadium and and everything. They're going to have to. I think the latest rumor says they're going to Atlanta to play the AFC championship game, which to me is weird. They're going to play the AFC championship game in an NFC stadium. And I think that's odd, but whatever. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the Dolphins have been a team of, of streaks. You know, they started out 3-0, and then they lost three in a row. They won five in a row, then they lost five in a row. And here they've, they've uh, you know, they've won one and come Sunday afternoon, they're going to lose one. It's going to close out uh, their season. I just think that uh, Buffalo is is easily the better team, and uh, I think they're they're going to take out their frustrations uh, towards the NFL on the Dolphins and uh, prepare for the divisional round. So, don't think there's much need to go any further into that one. Uh, this one likely to be the better game, or if not, if like I said, it'll be Jacksonville and the Chargers, or this one here with the Giants and the uh, Vikings for the best game uh, of the weekend. They played a few weeks ago 
in Minnesota and and won on a 61-yard field goal to close out the uh, close out the ball game. And um, you know, it, it the the Vikings have been riding high all year and and not getting a lot of respect uh, in the process. You know, they they've um, when they've lost, they've lost ugly. You know, they lost 24 to 7 week 2 against the Eagles, then they won what, 7 8 games straight, then they lose 40 to 3 uh to the Cowboys. Uh fast forward a couple weeks later, they're on the road, they lose 34 to 23 uh to the Lions, and then then uh, you know, a couple weeks later at Lambeau for the rematch, 41-17 they lose uh to the Packers. So it's like when but all of their wins I mean, week one over the Packers, 23-17, probably the easiest win they had all year. But then week three against the Lions, 28-14. Saints, week f- uh, four, 28-25. The Bears, uh, week five, seven points, 29-22. Dolphins, 24-16. Cardinals, 34-26. These are all one-score games, 20-17 to over the Commanders. 33-30, to that crazy game in Buffalo against the uh, Bills, 33-26 over the Patriots, 27-22 over the Jets, 39-36 over the Colts in that bananas game, and then 27-24 over the Giants before they, uh, you know, beat up on us as, as, as a depleted Bears team as I've ever seen in my life uh, on Sunday. So they bookend with 16-point victories, 23-7 over the Packers, 29-13 over the Bears, but literally every game in between where they lost, they were blown to pieces. And when they won, it seemed like they barely got by. But the fact of the matter is, in 17 games, they've got 13 victories and are, uh, I think they are the, yeah, they're the three seed um, because of some tiebreaker with the 49ers. But, uh, you know, they get it done. You know, regardless of of if you know how you like they the way that they've been doing it, they have been getting it done. They won thirteen games. They had a seven game win streak in there. You know, right in the middle of the uh, season, and uh, you know they they've been they've been winning. They they've won their games thirteen and four uh, this year. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Uh, the late edition of or the midseason edition of TJ Hawkinson, you know, and, and the defense has been playing just well enough uh, to get them out of there with uh, with the wins. The Giants, on the other hand, I think we all know what a journey that's been. Um, you know, they, they, they beat the Bears earlier in the season, week number four. Uh, that made them three and one on the season. They ended up being six and one before losing to the Seahawks and that loss put them on a trajectory where they went one, one, four and one over the next six games because they, they lost to the Seahawks. They beat the Texans the week after they lose back-to-back games to the Cowboys and lions before tying the commanders. And then they lost to the Eagles before they finally beat the commanders in a rematch on Sunday night football. They lose to the Vikings in that nail-biter. They beat the Colts 38-10 to two weeks ago and uh, lost to the uh, Eagles on Sunday. And, and essentially what was a meaningless game, because I think that win over the Colts 
put them in the playoffs. But they finished the year 9-7-1. and one. This is a team at one point that was 7-2. and two. So they went 2-5-1 and, and one down the stretch after that loss to the Lions. And, um, you know, this, this is a team, I think, aside from, like, maybe the Buccaneers, um, that kind of backed their way in uh, to the playoffs. But at the same time, that means they're a team that's got nothing to lose because uh, nobody thinks they're going to go into Minnesota and win the rematch. Nobody does. Uh, even though, you know, depending on who you talk to, uh, they have just as good a chance of winning that game against the Vikings because the Vikings have been the one-score wonder as far as their, their margin of victory uh, this season, so they could easily uh, go in there and, and beat, the, uh, beat the Vikings and, and move on uh, to the next round. Looking at the way this team has played the last eight, nine weeks of the season, that's not what I'm seeing. You know, I, I see the Vikings finding a way to win, being the cardiac kids, being that resilient team that, that is in it at the end and at the, and when the, clunt, when the clock strikes zero, they're the one standing on top. And, and I think that for at least one more week, the, that will be the Vikings this Sunday uh, against the, uh, the Giants. I just hope it's a fun game because, uh, you know, I, I want to see uh, – I want to see fireworks similar to what we saw a few weeks ago uh, with the 61-yard field goal to win it and, and, and all that kind of stuff. The main event on Sunday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a back-to-back rematch type thing. The, the Bengals stomping the uh, Ravens uh, last weekend to clinch. Uh, I think they already had the division clinched, but to basically win home field advantage for this rematch. Uh, against the uh, against the Ravens, um, you know they've been on uh, on an on an emotional roller coaster uh, these last few weeks. Um, you know, probably being as confident as a team could be going into that Buffalo game, and we got what five minutes into the game before the tragedy uh, with Demar Hamlin, and that ended up you know postponing the game, and then later on canceling it. So Cincinnati was uh, a twelve and four finisher. This year, they didn't get to play a 17th game, or at least they didn't get to finish one. Uh, the, the you know the Ravens uh, have been struggling, especially on the offensive side with uh, Lamar Jackson. He's been out like the last five six weeks uh, with the knee injury that he suffered against the uh, against the Broncos, and uh, you know the offense is really having a hard time uh, getting along. Well, offense is not a problem uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, so if they can pick up where they where they left off. Uh, against the Ravens on Sunday, this is a team that is actually going into this postseason having lost one out of its last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They're ten and one in their last eleven games. And that doesn't include the cancellation with the Bills. Their one loss was at the Browns. Was it like week seven, week eight? And they haven't lost a game since. Beating up on the Panthers, the Steelers, the Titans, that big matchup with the Chiefs, uh, you know, where they, 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 you know, they beat up on the Chiefs in Cincinnati, the, the rematch with the Browns, they beat the, they embarrassed the Buccaneers. I mean, the, the, the final score was 34 to 23, but that game was not that close. And then they beat the Patriots uh, and come on with the win against the Ravens. So, 
this is a team that's as hot as any other. It's like they're the the AFC version of the 49ers going into this thing. They've won 10 out of their last uh, 11 and and honestly probably think they could have had a piece of uh, piece of the number one seed uh, if they you know had the chance or, or at least at the very least they could be the the two seed instead of the three hanging in behind the uh, behind the bills. So, um, you know, I, I, unless Lamar Jackson comes from out of nowhere to play in this game and God only knows how effective he'll be because he won't be a hundred percent, but maybe just the emotional boost would help out, but anything short of that. And I think the, the Bengals run the Ravens off the field, uh, early and often, uh, in this one, I just think that, uh, like the Bills, the, the the Bengals have a little something to prove here, and uh, they're uh, they're ready to uh, to defend their AFC crown. I mean, these are last year's AFC champs. They want to go back to the Super Bowl and uh, right the wrong. So, uh, and I like their chances to get one step closer to that with a win over the Ravens on Sunday night, and then finally closing out Super Wild Card Weekend with a Monday night playoff game the Dallas Cowboys uh, will go to Tampa Bay and take on the Buccaneers who were they eight and nine yep eight and nine what a joke the NFC South was this year I mean an absolute I mean it's it's a joke to me that a team that was five and nine uh, at one point was in was in the playoff discussion. And I know that they like to do that in the hunt graphic where a team that's three games, four games below 500 is, you know, got some kind of possibility of uh, of making the postseason kind of thing there because they haven't been mathematically eliminated even though everybody knows they don't have a snowball's chance in hell uh of making it, but if not for the uh, you know, the um Panthers choking a couple of weeks ago against the Buccaneers. The Panthers could have won the division and they'd be the team hosting uh, the Cowboys uh, right now. And truth be told, I'd like their chances better against the Cowboys than I like uh, Brady and uh, the Buccaneers uh, at this moment. And 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 granted, this is a rematch uh, of week one Sunday night football game to kick off the uh, season. We're looking at two very different teams right now, and I know that uh, the history has not been kind to the Cowboys in the opening round of the playoffs, whichever round that happens to uh, be. But, uh, you know, the Buccaneers are as big a mess going into this postseason as as any division champ, quote-unquote, that I've seen uh, in quite some time. And... um, you know, I, I I need the Cowboys to come in and stomp out the Brady Flame because I'm I'm annoyed that it's still burning this season. Uh, this with the way that I mean, he hasn't been bad, but his whole team has been horrendous, just horrendous. And this is a team that doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs right now. They just don't deserve to be there. No one in the South really does, but the Buccaneers don't deserve to be there. They just happen to be the team by default that. That makes it, and I need the Cowboys to go in uh, to Tampa on Monday and act accordingly. Just go in there and stomp a mud hole in Tampa Bay's ass, and 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 we'll all forget they even made the playoffs when we move on to the divisional round. So I need the Cowboys to go ahead and win that one, and I like their chances 
to do so because based on how the Buccaneers have struggled on offense uh, this year, if the Cowboys can score 17 in the first half, they're home free. So uh, let's see if we can do that, uh, you know, score some friggin' points and play some stinking defense, man. Can't be giving up 40 points to the Jaguars and things like that. But um, I'm taking the Cowboys in this one, and I'll, uh, I'll be very happy if and when they, uh, they come through and send Brady home. So anyway, there you got it, guys. Um, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm thrilled to uh, be doing this, to be podcasting, to be home uh, from the hospital, getting back to uh, regular life. And regular life during football season means that I do this. So thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for letting me know I wasn't alone out there. And um, come on back on Tuesday when we'll review these six matchups and uh, see how it all went down. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been Bears Talk Underground. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.